we're back here on Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. As I told you to end the last segment, I am flying solo here, and I'm going to break down what we learned from the injury report on Thursday. This is the final injury report of the week because they play on Saturday. It's a day early, so you move everything up. Saints are actually traveling out to Cleveland today instead of tomorrow as they normally would that's part of the reason steve isn't here because he flies out on the team plane and he had to go today so that's why i am solo all right and then after we go through that i'm going to welcome in daryl reuter of 923 the fan out in cleveland he's also the host of it's always game day in cleveland great podcast check it out he's going to give us a lowdown on what to expect from the browns in this week 16 christmas eve matchup in frigid cleveland so without further ado let's get to the injury report the first note I'll make is there are four players declared out. That does not include Cesar Ruiz, who went on injured reserve with a list Frank injury. Same type of injury that Taysom Hill had at the end of last season. It's going to end his year. He does not have enough time to get healthy and come back. And I don't know if he even could based on what we know about Liz Frank injuries. The bummer about it all is it happened really late. You know, one of the reasons that we didn't anticipate it coming is it happened so late in the win over the Falcons that he never had to go back on the field and test it out, right? We never saw him get replaced, so we wouldn't even have guessed that he was dealing with an injury. But yes, he has a Liz Frank injury, and it will put him on injured reserve. He is done for the year. Now, the injury report itself, there are four players listed out. The first I will mention is wide receiver Jarvis Landry. He is dealing with an ankle injury. It's the same ankle injury he has dealt with all season Long. He suffered it in week three. He tried to play through it in week four. Did not go well. He missed several weeks. He finally came back. He's clearly not been himself and is reported today from multiple sources that he will go to injured reserve. Major, major bummer. Just another wide receiver you're really excited about who had his season basically torpedoed by a persistent ankle injury. It's a nothing you can really do about it. It's a bummer. You have to wonder if maybe he didn't try to play through it in week four. Maybe he could have come back and been healthy, but, you know, it happened, and this is where you are, and he is on injured reserve. So you will not have Jarvis Lander the rest of the way. You're going to have to make do with the guys you have, and that's why the next name on this list is really, really disappointing in the sense that you're going to you're gonna have to throw to somebody because wide receiver Chris Olave, rookie, who's having a great season, still, I think, had a chance at, at rookie of the year. He's going to be out with a hamstring injury. This is the first we've heard of the hamstring injury, so it seems like this is something that came in that win over the Falcons. He did go into the injury tent for a very short period, came out, uh, finished the game, but he has not practiced all week. He will not play. So that leaves you really shorthanded on the wide receiver staff. Looks like Kirk Merritt will be getting the call up to the 53-man roster. So rather than being elevated as he has been the last few weeks, he is being signed to the 53. So that means he'll probably be around the rest of the season. So, hey, maybe we'll get some good run out of Kirk Merritt, another rookie that will not, another young player who hopefully can make an impact prior to the end of the season. Now, that also means maybe Traquan Smith, the guy who you haven't really heard from, Marquez Callaway, Rashid Shahid, obviously, and uh, who knows, Kevin White's still down there on the practice squad, Keith Kirkwood as well. They could be, I think Kevin White has already used up all of his practice squad elevations. So if they wanted to have him up, they would have to sign him. But Keith Kirkwood, I believe, has one left. So you might see Keith Kirkwood elevated either way. I don't expect there to be much passing as we have documented in this game. So it probably won't affect you that much this week. And honestly, that might be one of the reasons you're not pushing Chris Olave to get out there because you don't anticipate a very hefty passing attack in this game. But we'll see. Going down the line, running back Dwayne Washington. He is out again. And Dennis Allen told us that he's dealing with cluster migraines. It might seem odd to anyone who's never dealt with a migraine that he would miss two games with with 
what's essentially a really bad headache, right? But, you know, I, as someone who's dealt with migraines, I can tell you that you ain't playing with that. You ain't. I mean, like if you've ever had a concussion, right? Like the, the same type of sensitivity to light, right? Like the same type of issues that will keep you off the field with a concussion. It's a lot of what you're dealing with with a migraine. And you don't want to mess around with that. You know, and, and honestly, migraines are a product of, of head injuries as well. So who knows if maybe he had a head injury that led to this and maybe it was undiagnosed. I don't know. It's a good move by the Saints to keep him out, not try to force him back. Hopefully it doesn't keep him out too long. He's a very good special teams player. And hopefully he he's able to, to feel better because no one you don't want anyone dealing with my like migraines are the worst. You know, they are truly brutal. I mean, you remember Percy Harvin, like his career effectively was ended by migraines. Like, so hopefully he can get back. But, you know. Prayers up to, to Dwayne. You know, that's not fun for anybody. It's not fun for anybody. Finally, Pete Werner, linebacker, also dealing with a hamstring injury. We have graduated from the contagious ankle injuries to the contagious hamstring injuries. He will be out. A real bummer. He was out for, I want to say, five weeks with that ankle injury. He actually had surgery to repair it. So I guess the one positive you can say is he didn't re-injure the ankle. But you know, a lot of times when you're dealing with an injury to your lower body and you're compensating in some way, and then another part of your body gets hurt because of that, that could be what's happening. We don't know. Either way, he's out with a hamstring injury. And uh, yeah, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. But the good news is you're confident in what you can get out of Caden Ellis in that will roll. So you don't feel like you have to push Pete Warner back. But yeah, I mean, it's just another week, another week with uh, a lot of absences. And those are just the players that are declared out. Now, the remainder are questionable. Several of these players, who knows? Cornerback Marshawn Lattimore with an abdomen injury. Dennis Allen told us today that he's the closest he's been to getting back, which, you know, I mean, that's kind of an obvious statement. But um, I think if you read between the lines, it's, you know, it's, he's, it's, you're, you're getting close, right? You're getting close. Hopefully he can get back. If not, you're looking at Alante Taylor, Paul Snadibo, Bradley Roby kind of doing the same split they did last week. The good news is all three of those guys are healthy. So you're not going to be dealing with any of them missing, but it sure would be nice to get Marshawn Lattimore back, even if it's on a pitch count, even if he's a, even if he's limited because he's that good and he's that impactful when he is out there and healthy. So, but he's going to be somebody to watch. Also, safety Marcus May dealing with a shoulder injury. He's had the hokey pokey of injuries this season. It just seems week week after week after week he's dealing with something. You know, it's 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 a bummer for him, but you know, hopefully he can get out there. But yeah, he's dealt with. You know, obviously he came in with the Achilles tear that he was rehabbing. He had sad rib injuries, abdomen injuries, ankle injuries, you name it. He's dealt with it. But he's he's been very good the last few weeks. So hopefully he can get out there. Tight end Adam Troutman still dealing with an ankle injury. You know, it did not keep him out last week. So hopefully that's the case again. Safety PJ Williams dealing with a knee injury. He's been absent the last couple of weeks. And then left guard Andrews Pete. He was a late addition to the injury report. He was not on it Tuesday or Wednesday. He would have practiced both days. They didn't practice on Tuesday, but he would have practiced. He was out there on Wednesday. He was not out there today. So that's going to be something to monitor. Anytime you pop up on the injury report late in the week, it means something happened. Fortunately, I mean, I mean, you know, I don't want to say fortunately, but it is an illness as opposed to an actual injury. So hopefully maybe it's a 24-hour bug. He can get through it and play. But that's going to be something to watch because, as we mentioned, you're already going to be without Caesar Ruiz. On the Browns side of things, you know, they had a pretty hefty injury report themselves, but they came out of it clean as much as you can. The only player who will miss on the Brown side is defensive end Jadavian Clowney, who is dealing with a concussion. That makes sense. It's really difficult to clear the concussion protocol in a week period, let alone a short week. So he will be out. 
And then safety John Johnson the third is listed as questionable. He's the only other player with a game day designation. So everyone else on that list you would expect to play, and that includes running back Nick Chubb, who is dealing with a foot injury. Um, it's interesting that he's not listed as questionable at all because, you know, whenever you miss practice at some point, you would expect it to impact your game day status. But nope, he will be out there, uh, and the Saints are going to have to deal with him. And, you know, it's going to be – it's going to be a lot. You're going to have to figure it out. As we mentioned in that first segment, you know, maybe Kirk Merritt gets a role. Maybe Taysom Hill gets a role. And uh, yeah, you're just going to try to, you're just going to try to piece things together as you have all season. And if you can come out with a win and hope we can get some of these guys back on new year's day and, and make a push for the playoffs, uh, hoping the bucks drop a couple games, man, it, it sure, it really is a bummer for the Saints wide receiver core. I mean, you, I think it was Ra- Ralph Malbro, uh, you know, the Saints Happy Hour podcast tweeted, you know, it was really nice that eight minutes that Mike Thomas, Jarvis Landry, and Chris Olave were all healthy at the same time. And man, it really, oh gosh, every year, every year you go through this, and there's some injuries. The NFL, you have injuries. Like they're never going to have a season with no injuries, right? That doesn't happen. That's never happened in the history of the NFL. But Man, what the the Saints have dealt with the last two seasons has truly been brutal, especially at the wide receiver position. You know, you went went through last year with, you know, you had Mark West Calloway, Deontay Hardy, Traquan Smith, you know, all these guys that, you know, probably are your wide receiver three on a bad day or probably your wide receiver three on a good day when everyone's healthy. And you were like this year, you went, man, you upgraded Jarvis Landry. You got Mike Thomas back. You spent a ton of capital on Chris Olave and you've got Rashid Shahid showing up out of the woodwork. And you just can't keep him on the field. Can't keep him on the field. And um, they're all catching passes from Andy Dalton. If you would, if you could go back in time and pull some pull a Saints fan over on the side of the street and say, Hey, what would you say if I told you in week 16 of the NFL season, you would have Andy Dalton throwing passes to Rashid Shahid as probably your wide receiver one? You he would say something terrible has occurred. <laughs> so we're probably not having a great season then. And uh, yes, you are five and nine. So yeah. Anyway, the good news here is you are reasonably healthy on the defensive side of the ball, or at least as healthy as you have been. You, you know, there's no major surprises on here. Obviously, being without Pete Werner is a bummer, but you have learned how to play without him in the last month or so. So you won't really miss a beat with him not in there because you feel so confident in Caden Ellis. The offensive line is going to be a question, right? Calvin Throckmorton's probably going to step in there. We talked to him in the locker room. He seemed pretty confident. But I imagine you'll, you will you could also see a role for Trevor Penning. I don't think midweek you will make a significant change and move your left tackle to guard. Maybe the final couple of weeks of the season, that's something you entertain. I would be surprised if you see it this week. But yeah, that's what you're looking at. The other guy who I would expect to be active this week is Eno Benjamin. I don't know how much the Saints coaching staff is going to hold the fumble against David Johnson, but it might have opened the door for you know a potential switch at RB2, depending on you know how Eno has performed in practice, how quickly he's picked up the playbook. That's going to be the biggest issue, I think, in this week. It's a, another short week. And this guy's been in town for eight, nine days. How, how much has he been able to pick up? But I do think before the end of the season, you will get a good look at Eno Benjamin. I'm just not sure if it'll be this week. But either way, that's what we're looking at. I'm not going to go too deep into it. I mean, that's that's really all you need to know. Those are the names you're not going to see. We'll learn more when we find out the game day inactives. 
But that's going to come sometime Saturday morning. We'll update them on WWL, so keep an eye on that. And, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap up that segment. And we'll be coming back with Daryl Reuter, sports reporter for 923 The Fan out in Cleveland, also the host of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Great podcast. Go behind enemy lines and check it out. Stick around on Inside Black and Gold and hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. I feel like I say that every time I record one of these, but I'm not sure if you're doing it. I mean it. Hit the subscribe button. Leave us a review. I do appreciate it. I don't feel like I've gotten a review in forever, and I can't be doing good things. I'm never doing good things. Complain. Complain to me. All right? Stick around. <laughs>